September 29th, 2023. It's almost a new month, and that's scary to me. Uh, welcome to In the Weeds on Fightful Overbooked. It's very strange when you have to pay your bills every month, Jeremy Lambert. It's not fun. So uh, instead, we're going to have some friends join us on the show to help us pay the bills. How about that? We got uh, we, we got Cameron Hawkins. How about that? 10.30 a.m. Hopefully, he's going to join us, talk about uh, some, some No Mercy, talk about his interview with Eddie Kingston that dropped uh, this past week, and uh, a whole lot more. But uh, till then, Jeremy Lambert, how are you? Did you rhyme to start the show? Yeah, I tried to. Did it work? Did you get it? I mean, I, I caught that you you rhymed. I tried to. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I try to. I try to do something. It's Friday, so you know you got to be a little festive or something. I guess. Yeah. Are we? Is that what we're calling? Like fans of the show dandelions i don't think that's what we're doing some people call them weedies and i don't know dandelions kind of feels god damn you gotta find you gotta find strong and dandelions aren't strong no i kind of like dandelions yeah I, because it's the worst thing colliders <laughs> that is that is all-time greatest wrestling name for for fandom as long as long as we don't have to give ryan uh any like uh uh cut of dandy lines then i think dandies yeah hello dandies it's good to see you again hip hip i can't wait until zach saber jr's on commentary on saturday just calling everybody dickheads and uh, shit oh fuck oh sorry two minutes i do that every single time is like once i curse once it just rolls after that. Like once it's within the five minutes, I say one word and I'm like, oh, I said the word. And then I just spit out the next word. We keep getting gold dollar signed on our, on good, our right? videos lately. I don't know what it is. And the thing is, we're other than what just happened, we're, we're not doing anything wrong. I don't know what's going on. By the way, gold dollar signed is not a good thing in the oh. YouTube world. That's a limited uh, revenue thing but then after I like the review gold. I wish, I wish. Austin Powers I know I know what you're talking about I wish it was that easy I wish that was so basically now that Jeremy has opened the swear jar y'all should donate to it uh leave a thumbs up on the video and of course subscribe to us if I full overbooked but yeah you gotta now you gotta leave some super chat so that we can make up for Jeremy's swear jar Jeremy, what did you do? Is this how I is this how we bully people into like leaving us money? Um is is uh I swear and then be like, hey, everyone pay pay my fines for me. You know what? How about if if y'all donate enough money, Jeremy will sing I swear by boys to men. When is did this happen? Boys to men, is it? When did this happen? I don't know. When 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 didn't it happen? Give us money. How's that? Oh no. Yeah. Someone's Finally. hacked the stream again. Good. Uh, Good. Here he is. It's Friday. Joel, were you the one that put Bret Hart in that in that in that sharpshooter? Was it you? Yes. I think it was. Yeah. I, I think you care. were the referee for that match. Wait a minute. I have more hair than that guy. Oh, sorry. Wrong conspiracy. Wrong Joel Pearl. Can't believe that. The other guy's in North Idaho. So how could you do this? <laughs> I mean, you could be from North Idaho. I could be. I'd be a very successful realtor. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Your face would be everywhere. It is. It's not my face. It's the other Jewel Pearl. But, like, yeah. It's not a bit, Andrew. There really is a realtor in North Idaho whose name is Joel. Is that really? Is that really? Yeah. Andrew, what kind of hoodie are you wearing? A Tim Dillon hoodie. 
Oh, okay. It looks pretty sweet. Tim Dillon gave it to me. Okay, nice. What conspiracies do you have for us today, Andrew Zarian? Well, I mean, you know, there's a lot to talk about in professional wrestling, right? Who cares? But I think the big one we need to talk about is how many Ultimate Warriors were there? <laughs> this is a very important. I personally counted seven. Seven. Wow. Seven Ultimate Warriors. I got five. How'd you get to seven? I got the seven because the airbrush era of the Ultimate Warrior were multiple Ultimate Warriors, oh, depending okay. on the airbrush. Okay. So there was the original Warrior. The Dingo. The Dingo. Yeah. Then there was right? the, the WWE run Warrior, the first run. Just one interesting fact about the Dingo Warrior. Do you know where he was billed out of? Dingo Bay. That would make way more sense. He was originally billed from Queens, New York. Plenty of dingoes. No, wait, that's dinguses. In Ding- oh, wow. Joel with a burn. <laughs> once in a while, Andrew Zarian, once in a while. Once in a while. There are a lot of dinguses here, for sure. Uh, that, <laughs> that, that was one Ultimate Warrior. And then there was the, uh, the Ultimate Warrior when he teamed up with Sting. Yes. Right? That's another Ultimate Warrior. Okay. There was the original one that came into WWE with the white undies. All right. Right. Okay. And then there was the actual Ultimate Warrior. Okay. The only real Ultimate Warrior, right, was the Hogan era Ultimate Warrior. The successful one. The successful successful one, one, right? That's four. Oh, yeah. That's four. I double counted the Hogan Warrior. Okay. Then you had the, the, the Return Warrior in 92. Okay. Okay, 96 and 98. All right. And then there was the Hall of Fame Warrior. That's a different one, too. So that's eight Warriors. Yes, Hall of Fame Warrior. I was about to say. And I'm going to add, I'm going to get Extreme Homophobic Right Wing Warrior (laughs) as another one. So that's nine Ultimate Warriors. And the Family Man, Family Man Warrior, 10. Hold on. Am I... Jeremy, were there balloons that just popped up behind you? Yeah, you? I have no idea why. What is that? <laughs> Can you put up the number eight again? Yeah, yeah, just do eight. Is that what happened? Down and then I bring have up no again. idea why balloons. I thought you Seven? did that, Joel. Ah! <laughs> Joel. No, Joel is doing this. No, he is not. He is not. Put, put your hands up, Joel. Hands up. Okay. How's this going? <gasps> oh! Wait a second. No, Joel put his hands down there. Hold on. This is a hands conspiracy. Up, Joel. Joel, hands up. <laughs> hands up, Joel. Keep them up. I got... Oh, <laughs> what is going on? What is happening? There's something about the number eight in the MacBook that's just driving it wild. Listen, what, if I, what if I do it? What is going on? Yeah, I, I don't do an eight. Can you do it? No, I don't. It I doesn't don't. work for you. No. Z- Zarian comes on this show, and all of a sudden... I'm spooking fingering you guys. What is going on? Like, oh, it's not. It's not working. Everybody's seeing this, right? Like this isn't just like our gimmick here. It's not working now. Oh no! No, now okay, it's we called it out, so it's over. Used, so I, I thought one. I thought Joel was just doing it. I wish there's legitimately the there's been balloons following me in real life. Like no, no lie. The kids got balloons and. 
the kids got balloons and like it just drifts into our our uh room at night like we wake up and the balloon is just like in our face it is just always i i was making coffee this morning i turn around the balloon is there like balloons are just fall i don't know what it is i'm very scared right now i i had no idea this is not a normal thing okay (laughs) i you know, you grow up and then you realize like this, like childhood trauma that you've suffered from grandparents and great grandparents with their with their mystic uh, sayings kind of becomes a thing. Do you know I cannot sleep in a room with a balloon? Well, can't put you in my guest room. <laughs> That's where you keep all your balloons. No, look I... behind me. Have y'all not? Have y'all been not been following this bit? Can't really see. No, I mean we don't see them too often. I can't really tell what they are. Oh, those are those are mylar balloons. Yes, mylar balloons yes. Are, are are apparently really bad for you. But I'm talking about latex balloons. Okay, balloons yeah. Up I, again. I'm trying. There. Chat sounds first at the super chat saying, "Jeremy, you got to get out of there." It's Pennywise music. <laughs> Can, <laughs> this is the scariest thing I've ever seen. I'm telling you. They, to I, I told you. Big big wrestling nose that I'm exposing the truth. You are. That's so crazy. Tony oh Khan God. is sending those balloons as yeah. a threat. Zaria, you you've got a you're you're too close, Zaria. Too you're close. too close. I'm too close. I'm getting yeah. hot. It's getting too hot here. I gotta it cool is. off. Hold Zarya, on. Hold cool on. off. We'll see you next week. Wait, hold on, hold on. This is okay. the big question. Which warrior was WWE Hall of Fame warrior? Well, I mean, obviously that Well, there was that. Oh no. That, oh no! That's it. We'll never know. Zarian's too close. He got too close. Flew too close to the sun, like Icarus and his balloons. Oh, it is. It is not my birthday. Uh, my birthday was two weeks ago. Actually, I don't know what these balloons are. Like, this is a, this is not a bit. Everybody, it's, really not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but they don't work anymore. They, oh, oh, there it goes. They are. <laughs> Fight them what off. It's this bit. I wish I like I can't. Can I do this? No. Is this no. a StreamYard thing? I don't know if it's StreamYard. I have no idea. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh happy birthday to um to to who was it? Where I the chat's go, uh your your younger brother. Uh happy birthday to your younger brother, uh MDB. Happy birthday. Um that 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 was so weird. I was just I legitimately I thought you were just doing it. I thought you were like, oh, you just pushed it up there. You hit some button. That's funny. I swear it's not. And uh, clearly we've seen that it's not the case. Yeah. The anonymous ITW general manager just sent me a photo of the birthday uh balloon that you were talking about. It follows me everywhere. <laughs> legitimately, like I'm sleeping and I wake up and it's like it's just in my face. We we go to bed and it's just in our room. I I don't I don't get it. It's in the kitchen. It just follows me. I'm tired of that thing. Now they got these balloons. I can't escape these things. Oh my god! Oh, this is scary. It's very scary. scary. These balloons are literally following you into the digital realm. Guys, guys, this is we got to do something about that. Why is it when it when it's eight? Are there eight balloons that like come up? Can we count these? Let's see. One, One, two, two three. three. No, there's a oh, lot. No, yeah, there's more than eight. Yeah. A lot more than eight. Something's going on there. And I, I tried looking it up, and I, I don't see anything. I looked up like MacBook and eight, eight balloons or Streamyard, and eight, I don't know what it is. There's a setting somewhere that's causing this weird 
effect <laughs> to pop up on your screen. It's so oh my gosh. What have we uncovered? What has Zarian uncovered? He is here. He's bringing this. We are opening the Pandora's box of Weird Pro Wrestling. It doesn't work when it's like any other number either. Oh, oh, oh wait, two. two. Maybe it's the two. Maybe it is the because, two. Because, you know, because when it go, oh no, because eight is three. So never mind. Eight. So two and what? eight. What is What going- is happening? What is going on with this? Yeah. Let's go with two. Chris is in the chat saying you're a wizard. Wait, the- <laughs> I. <laughs> What just happened? That was fantastic. It came right when the balloons popped up, too. I love good comedic, like, timing bits. That was great. Folks. That was fantastic. I told you this balloon just follows me. It just found you right there. It just came. Oh my god! Right. Oh my. Oh. Wow. That got me. That got me. Okay. Okay. We got it. It's funny because now, so now we both have balloons in our background, so that's good. Is this the yeah, the timing? The timing was impeccable. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. Oh, it just, it just it just hit me in the head. Oh, look, Look, it just floats right back to me. Yeah, it loves you. It's a big fan of you. Yeah, it's like it's it's your new child. Congratulations. Muzzled off. I got I got enough of those. Yeah, well, now you got another one. (laughs) I got enough of those. No, no, you got another one. Justified. This is awesome. Chat from Louie. Thank you so much. And Caden saying that it'll arrive sometime today. Your your birthday balloon has already arrived. Yeah. Allegedly, he sent me a gift. I'm very scared. Oh, yeah, that was the whole you'll never send it. And then we bullied him into sending it. And then last yeah. week he was like, I sent it, Joel, huh? better than you. And I'm like, no, we just bullied you to do the thing you were supposed to do a while ago. So clearly, who's the winner here? Andrew sent us this very generous super chat saying, for Jeremy's cursing and the ITW balloon fund. Oh, my goodness. I, oh. I've been broken. That's that's it. We don't need to, we don't need to do anything. No! No! <laughs> no! No! <laughs> it comes back look at this thing i pushed it away it just comes back oh pennywise thank you for the super chat you'll float too <laughs> oh my goodness oh. yeah right ryan's talking about like facetime backgrounds and there's a bunch of those that you can set up but like 
This isn't a FaceTime chat. It's very no. strange. No, I have no idea. Why Solomon says if, if this is a bit, it's the best thing. It's like a bit that's not a bit because legitimately the balloons just popping up. I did not know about like I didn't know that was going to be a thing. And I told you guys that there's been this balloon here in our house that has been following me. And here it comes arriving. Like it's, it's not a bit. This is a real thing with these balloons. It certainly wasn't a planned bit. I mean, turn everything into a bit bits, sell money apparently. Uh, but no, this was not a planned bit. That's for sure. I mean, we, we're getting people, you know, retweeting the, uh, the video just being like, this is the funniest episode ever. So clearly we're on to something here. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. I don't know what that was. What a way to start my day. <laughs> uh, you'll float too. <laughs> oh man. What, it, what happened today? I said science is stupid. I'm quoting the great Brian Danielson here. And now I think science is very real with balloons and just how all of this stuff is where Xarian comes on and all of a sudden, like, oh, man. Oh. I, so, yeah, like I see Alan, Alan in the chat saying it's a new feature in macOS. But the question is, what triggers it? Because yeah. the numbers two and eight did it. Is this and this isn't macOS eight or macOS two. <laughs> so, like, what are we doing? It's, is it macOS 10? What if you put up 10 fingers? It's not OS 10 because we're well past that. Yeah. It's very strange. I mean, it's just... So 2 would do it. Oh, 2. There it goes. Okay, so 2 works. But yeah, like what? Why is it 8 and 2? Yeah, it's very it's very surreal. Yeah, the problem is it's a Mac. <laughs> oh, wait. There's, that was, oh, it was like between 7 and 8 right there. Yeah, it might just be because... The, I don't know. I don't know. This is riveting. This is oh, just riveting yeah. content. Yeah. Audio listeners are like, why was there silence for like a minute there? That's fine. I know how many audio listeners we have. And it's, it's hand gestures. All right. Look, I believe all of you guys. I'm sure there are like settings where I can like change all of this. I didn't know any of this. I did not know any of this. I I was just holding up fingers to count with Zarian. And all of a sudden, this happened. And then we spun it into gold, baby. Spun it into cash. Like the greats do. Did we ever? My goodness. Uh, what a what a way to start the show. We're allegedly talking about wrestling today. There's like stuff to talk. I mean, we got uh Seahawk. Cam Cameron Hawkins joining us in like eight minutes from now. So like, do we really want to dive into any type of big wrestling in eight minutes? No, so we'll get into one thing. I, I was going to say, so so my balloons that are here, that was, that's, that, that's been not a bit, but it's just kind of been a, a test of myself. These things have been here probably for about three weeks. And if you go back like to three weeks ago on this show, they were flying high, baby. And now they're just, they're deflated like my ego. So uh, <laughs> shout out to those balloons. I'm trying to get Impact Wrestling to tell me the dates for uh, hard to kill 2024 it'll be in january because i looked at flights on a whim and i got like a 200 return flight if i can plan it right and the timing's good i gotta find friends who work at the palms casino and just go just go enjoy impact at the pearl at the palms what there should be another pearl at the palms is all i'm saying jeremy lambert oh good luck with you and impact that's a uh it's a hit and miss 
relationship. They love you. They love you over at Impact. Except Steve Macklin. Steve Macklin's going to beat your ass, which I can't wait for. Good. Forget that guy. I hope I get a room at the Palms and they're next to his. And all I'm going to do all night is just just bang on the wall all night. Just keep his ass up all night. I'm sure he'll probably get me back somehow. I won't say how, but he'll get me back. He'll just choke you out and force you to sleep. Why are you trying to... I mean, I'm trying to get you to fight Steve Macklin. You got a death wish trying to fight this man. I don't have a death wish. I have a plan that when Steve Macklin and I... Yeah, run away as fast as you can. That should be your plan. Listen, this past week on Impact, Steve Macklin was getting hunted down by Rhino. And he goes... Macklin goes to Bully and he's like, hey... I helped you with PCO, so you got to help me with Rhino. And Bully's like, yeah, yeah, I know Rhino. I'll talk to him. And Macklin's like, talk to him. You're soft. And I'm like, okay, this is good. I Suddenly, Bully Ray is like my favorite human being. So I'm going to – I got a plan, Jeremy Lambert. I don't think it's going to end well for you, Joel. I mean, I'm for it. Go for it. Whatever you want to try to test Steve Macklin, good luck. I'm going to need a new co-host on this show. Might. You might not might not, <clears throat> not might. We'll see. Uh, Ryan Sullivan's asking uh, back to my question: How much for Jeremy to sing "All My Life"? Are we talking the Casey and JoJo song or the Foo Fighters song? There is a difference in terms of money. Why do people want me to sing? I, I oh, can't. this is a good one. How much for Jeremy to sing mm, by the Crash Test Dummies? I don't know that song. Yes, you do. Once there was this kid who. You severely overestimate my knowledge of music that is not Taylor Swift related. That's very, very fair. Hey, did you know that Taylor Swift invented football? She did. So there was this uh, football game last night against the Packers and the lions these teams didn't exist until this past sunday taylor swift just decided on a thursday night since there's nothing else on on a thursday she said hey why don't we have football on a thursday but i don't need the chiefs travis kelsey's team i don't need the chiefs playing on a thursday night they got i've already booked them to play on sunday night she invented sunday night football let's do this thursday game so she came up with the Packers and the Lions because the Bears, who the Chiefs beat this past Sunday in the game that Taylor Swift invented, she's like, they need division rivals. Why not the Lions and the Packers? We'll put them on Thursday night. We'll call it Thursday night football. And then, thus we had the Packers and the Lions on Thursday night football. Thank you, Taylor Swift. Your power. Hashtag bow down. Yes. I thought that was tonight. I mean, it is tonight, but yes, Taylor Swift invented football, Sunday night football, because we have nothing better to do on a Sunday night. Taylor Swift invented that. So yes, there we go. Oh, Warrior Wrestling's in the chat saying that they hope it's Frank the Clown. <laughs> AEW should take, you know what? Get, keep keep Frank the Clown away from AEW, okay? keep. I, I want to continue enjoying AEW as much as I can. So keep, keep FTC LLC and all of its associates the hell away from my AEW. You really want him there, don't you? In AEW? I wouldn't mind Frank the Clown in AEW. He's what? fun. I like him. Why? <sighs> you just have bad taste, Joel. I'm sorry. No, I agree with Warrior. We've suffered enough. Go back and check out our interview in the in the archives, as as Connie would say on any podcast that he hosts. Go back in the archives. And Anyway, I'm not going to do that. Uh, yeah, Cam Hawkins is going to join us in a few minutes. Uh, and the only other thing that I wanted to point out was... Uh, I saw the Observer talking about Roman Reigns and the uh, November 4th 
Saudi appearance. No real shock there. Uh, throw out a name. Who's he going to face? They did that. Wasn't this a story last week? Probably. They just like rehashing stories. What are we doing? <laughs> Maybe. I don't hey, know. did you know that WWE has creative plans for Jade Cargill? Did you hear about this? No, this is new. I didn't no. hear about this. WWE has creative plans for Jade Cargill. What do they entail? Do we know? No, there's plans. Oh, plans, plans can change. Oh, dude. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, our plans haven't changed uh, and he's a little early. So if he's ready, he can give me a thumbs up. You know, you know, oh, he did. <laughs> he, he played it cool, though. He was like, oh, they're talking to me. Okay. Uh, folks, joining us now from, you know what? I'm just going to say it. He He is a, he's from Fightful. Okay. Because he does a show with us now, so I can just say Fightful, and he can fill in the rest of the gaps. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, the one, the only, Cam Hawkins joins us now. Hi, Cam. Hey, guys. How's it going this morning? Doing well. How you doing, How you buddy? Doing all right. Doing all right. Look at that. He's from The Ringer as well, Joel. Give give him proper accreditation. I'm from Camp Springs, Maryland is where I'm from. That's Thank the, you. Uh, <laughs> I, put in, I did add in the in the video description yes the ringer's involved because you know cam writes wonderful wonderful words uh better than i can speak them so yeah we're good that's yeah man how's that show going by the way you and rob wilkins do um so it's, it's it's crazy so like i love rob number one let me start by you start with love you start with love i love rob i, I told rob i said rob i'm not doing a weekly show i'm not doing it I'm, I will do a show monthly because, yeah, we have people like you, Joel, Jeremy, who do this thing very, very well. And I, you know, um, believe it or not, I'm kind of to myself. I kind of exist in my little cave, like, very often. And so I read everything. I listen to everything. Like, I'm the guy who I'll watch, like, Dan Lebitard talk about a thing and then Stephen A. Smith talk about a thing and then Skip Bayless talk about a thing. You know what I mean? Like I get all of the information. And so I'm always like, I don't necessarily have anything new to contribute to the weekly wrestling conversation. There are people who are very good at it who do it. So I said, Rob, I'm not doing a weekly show. Somehow Rob decided that the show was weekly. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, um, but the last two weeks, Rob's been very good to me. Um, as, as I bring the show down, um, I was very public about it. I started therapy and it was very important for me. And part of me doing therapy was adjusting my schedule a little bit. Um, I was a little bit more to myself about the things I was doing. Um, and, and Rob's been very understanding. But we are going to come back Sunday. Because listen, not only is it going to be post-NXT, not only is it going to be pre-Wrestle Dream, but it's literally going to be in like the ending hours of the Toy Story Jacksonville Atlanta game. And how can I not give my impressions on that either glorious display or absolute damn debacle? It is going to be amazing. Um, so, yeah, me and Rob, um, my point is uh, this coming Sunday morning, I guess it's noon Eastern, 11 Central. I look forward to it. Yeah. First of all, flattery will get you everywhere. Uh, <laughs> secondly, um, I, I want to, I do want to bring it around. I do want to say, um, I, I've, I saw that you had started therapy and that you were being very uh, open about that. And, and I want to give kudos to that. I know I, I will say I've done this so privately. Um, mm -hmm. I am someone who speaks very openly about my therapy journey as well. And I think mm -hmm. that erasing a stigma 
on therapy is a very important thing. And I'm glad that you have decided to be open and upfront about the fact that you have uh, have started that. So good luck on the journey. It's it's a yeah. fun one and it's a busy one and it's a crazy one. Yeah, yeah. It's been um it's it's interesting to sit back and like, you know, they hit you with the like, so tell me what's going on. And then you you start talking and you look back and you've been talking for an hour and a half. And then like <laughs> you look at the therapist and their eyes are like it's like, oh, that, that's a that's a thing. Okay, it's not. It wasn't just in my head. So yeah, man, it's been really cool so far. I'm, I'm looking, like I said, I'm looking forward to the journey because, um, something that I kind of downplay but have to acknowledge, like a lot of people kind of look up to me, like, you know, everybody's kids to me. But, you know, it's people our age, it's people from our demographic, but it's also young people. Like I know you guys get it, Jeremy. Um. You 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 work so hard and so frequently, so I know it happens to you, Joel. You're so good at what you do, and I know like you guys DMs are like my DMs. It's it's kids. How do I get started in this? How do I do this? Can you look at what I do? What's your idea for this? Who can I reach out to? And for me, those people knowing that it's not all unicorns and rainbows is super important to me, and so it's changed some conversations, and I'm happy to be a part of those because you know I want this thing to prosper. I want people to prosper too. People matter to me. So it's been really, really fun. Um, just changing the conversation a little bit for sure. Anybody who hits me with the, I admire you thing. I hit them with the Charles Barkley. I'm not a role model. Do, <laughs> do not, do not look up to me. Mm-hmm. No, I, if Jeremy, anybody comes birthday? to me, wait, 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 is it your birthday? No, maybe? no, it's not my birthday. This balloon watch cam. Okay. You ready? Oh, hold on. Hold on. There it is. Look at this. <laughs> Yeah, we've discovered this. This, this the first half hour of this show was us freaking out over balloons. Okay. Yes. No, it's um it's funny. This is like this week is one of the most populous birthday weeks in America. When I was in the seventh grade, I had a Texas history teacher named Mr. Gray. Mr. Gray might have weighed 14 pounds in all those clothes he wore. Um, I said Mr. Gray, because my mother's birthday is September the 23rd. One of my best friend's birthday, September the 23rd, little girl I used to chase her birthday, September 23rd. And I said, Mr. Gray, why are so many people's birthday the last week of September? And Mr. Gray looks at me dead serious. He said, Cam, because it gets really, really cold in the winter. I said, oh, okay. All right. (laughs) People get bored around the Christmas time. (laughs) Yeah. When you see a birthday balloon in September, you, you, you wonder. It could be right. But yeah, for sure. My birthday is smack dab in the middle of September. It is the 15th. It was two weeks ago. So it's uh, this balloon is a a leftover balloon from a birthday. I think it was a month ago at this point. Uh, Why did the clown? uh Uh-oh. I'm not Uh, comfortable with that. No, Pennywise (laughs) is attacking me today. It's very scary. It's because that balloon's floating? Is that what it is? Yes. Yes. I don't like it. I don't like it. Yes. Anyway. We're here to talk allegedly about wrestling and, yep. and NXT. Uh, we do have a big NXT show coming up this Saturday, tomorrow night, NXT, no mercy. Cam, when you look at the card, what sticks out to you? Um, Trick Williams, Dominic Mysterio. Um, so I was, uh, I was on the conference call yesterday. Um, and, and even though I don't get up, up, up for wrestlers as celebrities as a san antonio kid as a kid who had to run laps because Shawn michaels literally stole his varsity football and put it on the news one night 
when Shawn Michaels retired. And I, I told I told Melo when we interviewed, like I hold that grudge to this day. But as a as a San Antonio kid, being on a conference call with Shawn Michaels is is crazy. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, my man uh, Najir, big gold belt media, um, presented the question, you know, about the the progression and the um, coronation is too soon, but the elevation of Trick Williams. And Shawn Michaels was very honest. He was like, listen. He is one of the two to three hardest working people in this building. And so you got to think about the names that are there, the people who are very, very good, the people who shine, the people we know are great. Trick Williams is in there working. He asks questions. He wants to get better. Um, you got to remember, Trick Williams was a receiver at South Carolina. Um, you know, the, the kid has swagger off the charts. And swagger is one of those buzzwords to say somebody's cool. No, no, no. You don't understand. Like he carries himself like a superstar, but is the most humble person you've ever met. When uh, myself, my man, Phil Lindsay um, from Fightful, from Grab City, and my man, Emilio Sparks, um, during WrestleMania season, we wrote a show for Sirius for Trick and Mello, for Top Dollar and Ashanti, and for MVP and Omos for DJ Who Kids show. And Trick comes in, you know, me and Mello, like, are friends. We have a different relationship. Trick is like, yo, I remember you from uh, from Wale Mania last year. And it was just love ever since then. Um, he went in there. He gets on Sirius, and he totally does a remix of Lil Wayne's Good Looking Rapper from Dedication 2. And it's, like, the most beautiful thing. And, like, we connect on that. It, it's great. Like, like, Trick Williams is love Triple H. If Triple H was not around to tell Vince McMahon what Booker T was not, Booker T would have the opportunity to be what Trick Williams is going to be. Um, he is just special, man. Like you don't, you know. Again, Joel, you're from up there. Um, I know you know what's going on down here, but Jeremy can speak to it, man. Like it's hard to explain the appeal of an SEC wide receiver, whether they put up stats or not. Like Odell Beckham Jr. is a is a cultural reset, not just for having one of the greatest catches ever, but it's his look. It's how he dresses. It's that women love him. It's that guys want to be around him. It's a different thing. And Trick Williams, again, like if you look at his build, his athleticism, the way he carries himself, that is so world television title era Booker T. It really is that. Um, and U.S. title era Booker T. You know, so I'm really, whether he wins or loses, you know, there's a graduation point in NXT. We know Mello's almost there. We know Braun's almost there. The guys that they've been building up are about right there. And so whether he wins or not, his performance in this match is very, very important. How people receive him is very important. That is the biggest match I'm looking forward to. Like, I know I saw Melo and, and Dragunov in person two months ago. I know how good that's going to be. I know Tiffany Stratton's uh, progression and how important Becky Lynch has been to her and how she's going to perform. Those aren't question marks. Those are established things. I'm excited to see the fatal four-way tag match because I want to see these kids, Bronco and Lucian. Um, you know, they were shooting dice 
they were shooting dice on NXT TV, right? But exactly, uh, MDB999, look at DK Metcalf. Again, it is a look, it is a swagger, it's a presentation. Um, I, I think this is, it's not a defining moment, but it's a big step on the progression uh, progression chart for Trick Williams. So that's what I'm really looking forward to the most. Because Dominic, who is good, you know, I think he would even admit, hey, they let me in there with the Sami Zayn's and the Cody Rhodes of the world. I'm in there with the best wrestlers on the planet. They make me look good, you know. So Dominic leading a match is going to be very interesting. But, I mean, hey, if you want a guy to be a top-tier babyface, there's nobody on the planet you can put him against that will get more heat than Dominic Mysterio, as crazy as that sounds. It's an, it's a compliment to Dominic. It's a compliment to Ray. But yeah, man, I, I think that that match is the most important match for what NXT represents. We have a rematch on the card of Carmelo Hayes and Ilya Dragunov. As much as we're looking forward to that, if we look past that, going back to Trick, it seems inevitable that Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes are going to have some sort of match down the line. Are you allowed to say people are anti-black if they're from Canada? <laughs> yes. We, we, believe it or not, there is a wide population. There's a wide black population here. So no, I, know, I know, but I just know if we can say the other thing. Um, listen. listen. I, I know who Donovan Bailey is. Like, I know. I, I get it. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, 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 they're from black <laughs> hockey players. Damn it. Okay. But no, um, I'll tell you what. Shawn Michaels, again, on the conference call, was like, I'm trying to write the best wrestling show on television. I believe we have the best two-hour wrestling show on television. And listen, we've had, you know, the mega powers explode. We've seen the Hardy Boys split, Agent Christian split, the Usos split. We've seen all of these things. The Steiners split. I would present that at least on American television, Shawn Michaels has written the very best will they, won't they buddy rivalry that anybody's ever written. And the reason I say it is this. Just on Tuesday night, you have Mello being too busy to acknowledge that Trick is going after the US or the North American title. In the same show, in a later segment, you have him dapping up Trick, but acknowledging that, I'm sorry, I'm just really focused here. A couple of weeks ago, you have Trick saying, I don't know, or I'm not sure. What do you say? I don't think that you can beat Dragunov, but turns around and says, I know you can beat Dragunov. Like, again, this is how people should talk when they split. It shouldn't be good guy and bad guy. Like, the key is a lack of communication right? And it's not that they aren't friends and they don't care about each other. Is that right now they have different goals. And when you have different goals with a friend, the communication is not always pure, but it still exists. Like it's very, very, very well written. Um, you know, I, when I talked to Mello way, way back, HBK acknowledged how much of Mello he's, or how much of himself he sees in Mello. And so immediately my mind goes to HBK and Diesel, right? But it's so different. These guys are so much younger. They present so much differently. Um, you know, Trick Williams, if he existed with that body and that personality back when Diesel did, Trick Williams would be 92-time world champion, right? Because those guys didn't exist. 
but it, it's a different landscape. People are so much more talented now. They're so much more technically sound that he is still learning. But yeah, I mean, Joe, you as a Canadian white man, I understand exactly why you think there is a collision path between the two of them. That is what I'll say. Now, hold on a minute. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> My point in all this was actually, it's not a battle of attrition. It's not a it's not a, a hatred that boils between the two. It's the idea that someone wants to be the best. And it feels like Trick at one point is gonna want to say, I wanna I wanna face the best, I wanna take on the best. And it's not it's not a, a good guy, bad guy thing. Exactly. It, it's it's just two guys wanting to fight each other to see who's who's the best in NXT because right now you you go you know what do they say Melo's like you come at me you best not miss mm-hmm. that's tr- tricks going to be the guy who wants to come at his friend respectfully and of course yeah. you're going to have some you know some tense moments and all that mm-hmm. but i think at the end whoever wins there's a handshake 100% yeah i think that um they, they they have an opportunity to do it the right way like we saw a very slight tease with the street profits um you know like a year or two ago when it almost looked like Tez was going into business for himself in storyline, but like to try to win a match and the communication was off. And I'm glad they didn't pull the trigger on that because I think still um, they are so good together. And Dawkins is, he's beating the underrated claims. Like he's very, very good. Um, But yeah, I, I agree. I do think that Trick is going to want to test himself against the best. I think Melo's going to be very hesitant. Um, and what will be really, really interesting is if, even if it's a non-title, even if it's a false finish, Trick visually getting a pin over Melo, I do not think hurts Melo. Because I think that, I think Melo's made, man. I really think he is. I think that while Dominic Mysterio is technically the young, cool guy on the main roster, nobody else is the young, cool guy on the main roster. I like Grayson Waller a lot. I think that he could be that. Austin Theory, he does not have that in him. And that's not a knock, but he just does not have young, cool guy in him, right? Um, you know, Tez and Dawkins are into their 30s. That is a mature act. Um, so Melo does have the chance to be young, cool main roster guy when it's time. I do not think that even with synergy with NXT, he would be hurt by a loss um, to like a trick. But yeah, trick getting a a visual pin or, or a visual advantage and them not going with that, I think would work for both of them. But I, I wholeheartedly agree. This thing has to come to a head. If for no other reason, like you said, it's not good guys and bad guys. I want to be my own man. There is not a way to be my own man if I'm not testing the man. So yeah. What did Shawn Michaels say in that the media call yesterday? He's like, too many stories are just grr, I'm mad at you, grr, I'm mad at you, let's fight type of thing. And this could be not that. In New Day talks about all the time, we don't want to split, we don't want to do any type of match. If we got to do a match, here's kind of the way we want to do it. But otherwise, we don't want, we don't want to do any type of like turn on each other thing because that is the cliche in wrestling. And yeah, they do have a chance to do something different with Trick and Mellow. I'd be fine if they don't have a match. If maybe Mellow loses to Ilya, goes up to the the main roster since they like having them lose titles and then going up and then trick can go after Ilya type of thing and then maybe you bring it back up to the main roster 
at some point or trick gives him the the vote of confidence before he goes to the main roster you don't have to have a match but i do think that if they do go that way the respect like let me test myself thing is sort of the the better way to go um another thing on this show is going to be the women's breakout tournament bracket reveal a lot of talk of jade cargill is this if you were running nxt cam is this where you would introduce jade cargill no comment <laughs> are you are you uh scooping here can you dm me the scoop so i can pre-write the story <laughs> listen everybody knows who jade's best friend is and everybody knows who my good friend is so no comment um listen i'd love to see jade um in any capacity on television um me personally i don't know if nxt is not a relegation however i think wwe and you could hear how Shawn michaels was was talking about uh gable steveson i think they would have been better served just having him do main roster things why is even if like even if it's limited because again i was in the building when gable steveson got booed out of the building i do not think jade cargill would get booed out of the building what i'm saying is So if you've been watching Colorado football, right? Um, they asked Dion about this five star that they have, and Dion was explaining why the five star wasn't playing, and there were like legitimate reasons for it, right? Typically, college coaches are not that upfront about a kid not watching film and not being prepared. And it's not saying that Jade is not watching film and not being prepared. It's saying that you, you know, you guys get the same emails I get. Jade Cargill is the first wrestler at least since i've been on wwe's communication email list to get an email blast about signing okay i think that you have her work and work and work and work at the pc but you don't have her touch anything before she touches raw or smackdown i just don't think you do okay um i I just think that you put so much behind it that she needs to be in that higher space um I don't know if college reps benefit somebody whose debut match was against Shaquille O'Neal. So you think it's a straight out of high school, straight into the pros scenario. I think that there's never been a prettier Kevin Garnett. (laughs) Damn. I say LeBron, LeBron high school, right into the pros. I do like yeah. the Kevin Garnett. I just think like, though. and you know, she's Jade Cargill will tell you there's still work to do in the ring. Right. But I just think like, again, NXT is not a downgrade for anybody um, because I think it's very valuable. Um, you talk to a lot of the talent who's been wrestling around the, like EO Sky will tell you that NXT was valuable to her because as good as she was, I need to know where the camera is. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it has its value, but this is also somebody who's been on TV for a few years. I just do not think that you put them in triple a ball. You know, I, I think you, 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 you put her up, you put as much around it as you need to, you drop those bumpers. If you're bowling, do whatever you got to do. But I do think you start her on the main roster and go from there. 
Worse. I think there's a good argument for that. Yeah. I, I really do. You do have to DM me the scoop so I can pre-write the story. I DM you shit. That's oh, part, that's part of it. I asked Ricky this yesterday when he was like, oh, I know who the uh, retribution yeah, people were. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I bet you he sent you exactly as many DMs as I'm going to send you. Um, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, my, my, my close personal friend, my little homie Lola Vice, though, um, I'm excited for her, man. I really am. Um, I don't know if it's her tournament to win, but um, you know, we, we got cool WrestleMania weekend. We didn't really like in-depth conversation. I say, look, you, 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 a lot of hype behind you. You got the MMA background. Clearly you're great looking. I said, listen, you cannot go in there and on social media talking about how you can beat these girls up in real life. It's not going to sell one single more ticket. It's not going to get you one more fan. That character that you present, present that, get in that ring and do your thing, but do not gas it that way because it has not worked for anyone. It didn't work for Riddle. It didn't work for Rhonda. That's not the game. That's not what you're presenting. And I think she was really receptive to it and appreciated it. Um, I love how she's been presented. I love that she's next to Electra Lopez. That's going to say, I'm pretty, pretty sure um, it was you who did that. Not yeah, so man. Hey, hey, listen, I'm not going to say I made it happen. I don't got no pull back there, but um, I might have, you know, I might have made a prayer circle with the homies to make sure that's, that's how things work out. But, um, yeah, I, I think like her in there as somebody they put a lot of a lot behind. I think something like that has more value for her on the come up than it does Jade, who has been big time undefeated street champion elsewhere. You know, I, I just think that you got to push her past that. If for no other reason, than you presented it like a big deal. I think they do see a lot in Lola Vice. By the way, I listen to a lot of her interviews and she comes off very well. She comes off very passionate. Um, it just carries herself well. And you're right. Like, I didn't realize that you you were the one giving her this advice, Cam, but she does not talk about like her MMA background of like, you know, yeah, I could go in there and just hold my own and beat everybody. And it's fine. She talks about like, oh, I'm training. It's very hard. Like she does say maybe there's a little jealousy from, from some women because I'm in this position and, and they're not. But look, that's Tiffany Stratton says the same thing. That's the game right? Like people are always going to be fighting for a certain spot, but she comes off very well in interviews. And the fact that they trust her to do a lot of those, I always think says a lot. I recommend to everybody, if you find yourself with a very large bottle of champagne and a few solo cups, you'd be surprised at the conversations you can have with, with people in good positions. So (laughs) you trying to just walk around with a bottle and a couple of cups and and listen, you, you can give some good (laughs) advice for sure. For sure. I don't. I don't know if I can do that. I got to go to the liquor store. That's an investment. You know how expensive champagne. Well, I didn't is? say. I didn't say buy the champagne. And we had bottles on deck, baby. It was different. Well, <laughs> now that you the Yeah, man. Yeah. But now that you qualified it, now I can't actually figure it out. <laughs> oh, anyway, listen. I, I I will go back to the Jade thing for a second because I, I just wanted to put this out there. Not once in the women's breakout tournament that they've presented it has there ever been someone who comes in and dominates the field and you can tell that story just one time and i think jade is the person with whom you can tell that story and have her just just prove i don't need to be here but i'm here period in the story and then it leads her to uh to to bigger and better things that's my feeling because they're going to do the announcement of the tournament brackets 
you've got a big hot Becky Lynch Tiffany Stratton Extreme Rules match. There's something there's there's room there. I don't know. That's that's just my feeling. Yeah, I'm, I'm hey, listen, steamrolling a tournament that's different. I, I'm with you on that. That could be really cool for sure. Uh, Cam, before we let you go here, we got to talk about uh, your your conversation with Eddie Kingston and how this came about and whether or not he was going to hit you with the spinning back fist over certain comments made a while ago. Yeah, man. So <laughs> um, I, I know you guys have probably read the transcript on Fightful.com. Um, I don't know if you guys got to actually listen to the podcast um, because you know, Eddie's, we're, we're not the same guy, but, you know, me and Eddie probably hang around the same people, got into some of the same stuff, look at the world kind of similar. And so when you listen to the podcast, it's way more of a, of a conversation and jumping in between each other. But how it came about was simple, man. I watched Eddie win that championship. I've read his Players Tribune stuff. I've always said his authenticity is just off the charts. I hit AEW the moment he won that title. I need to talk to Eddie. Um, and they obliged, man. I caught him, you know, on a mini press tour. Um, you know, and, and Eddie being Eddie, we get on the phone because Eddie don't like Zoom, right? <laughs> we get on the phone. And so we're talking, man. And, you know, how do you feel about winning the title, man? Who's the first people you talk to? Um, you know, what does it mean to do it in New York? And would you trade this for a Knicks championship? And he's like, of course I would. What do you mean? <laughs> um, but what was really interesting. So there was, you know, you always forget where the original tweet comes from. Basically, somebody said on TikTok, Vince McMahon convinced the world that world champions can only look one way. And I was like, it wasn't, wasn't Vince McMahon. Like, even if Hulkamania is Vince McMahon, like, everybody kind of operated on the same system. They want their world champions to kind of look away. Are there outliers? Absolutely. But typically, guys with big shoulders, slim waists, big legs, million-dollar smile. That's kind of what they go with, especially on, like, the face side, right? So I literally was like, you know, that's what they look for, and it ain't no, like, it's not about Eddie Kingston. And of course, Twitter being Twitter, they turn that into how dare you say that about my beloved Eddie Kingston and his physique? How dare you? And of course, like you can't hear it on a transcript, but I literally say, Eddie, I tried to have a nuanced conversation on Twitter. You know how that goes. He was like, uh-huh. Yeah. It starts laughing. <laughs> but no, I told him, I was like, listen, you are, um, you know, as complete as they come. And it's funny He's complete in the same way I joke about Adam Cole being complete, but, you know, built like a grocery store bouncer. You know what I mean? Like it's I'm acknowledging how good you are in spite of what may be a limitation. And Eddie totally understood. And he was like, "Yo, like people don't know how hard I work to be this, like how much work I got to do to be this guy. And he was even like, do I overeat? Like, yeah, I do. And it's probably something I can work on. But. I bust my ass to look like this. And it's like, yo, like, you know, Kevin Owens to me is probably, you know, he's one of the most complete wrestlers I've ever seen. You know, Shayna Baszler um, does not have a Trish Stratus, Lita, uh, Tori Wills. I'm just throwing names out there, but Shayna Baszler has a fighter's physique and I will watch Shayna Baszler wrestle over 99% of people on this planet because of how good she is at what she does. And so no, nah, it's, it's, 
the guys who are mean and scary understand what you're saying because they have to operate in this world like real people. And so, nah, man, it was love. Um, it, it's one of the my favorite conversations that I've had because, like, I say no doubt a lot. I don't get to say no doubt when I'm talking to Steve Austin. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you got to present different. But I get, I got to be me talking to Eddie, and Eddie is always him. And even before we started recording, I said, Eddie, you know, as somebody who who deals with depression, like, I love you being you and i love just watching you live whether you succeed or not that means so much to somebody like me you know and, and so i think once you lead off a conversation with that what you're coming from with everything else that you say they understand the position it's coming from and again does everybody read social media yeah if everybody wasn't a dickhead and you could actually talk to them about what they read everybody would be way more cool and it don't get no cooler than eddie kingston so yeah I, I will say this to to put you over a little bit. I've not listened to the the interview yet. I've read the the stuff because it was on our website. Um, but to put over you doing the the interview portion and releasing the audio, it was your Danielson interview. Um, I believe that was on the Ringer. I believe that article appeared on the Ringer, and I read it and I'm, I pulled something from it. I was like, oh, this is really good because you're a fantastic writer. And then I listened to the interview. I was like, oh. This is different than the actual article. It's yeah. much better. Uh, the article is mm -hmm. already good, but like the conversation, the actual conversation is so much better. And like this goes for anybody out there listening to any stuff. I write a lot of articles. I transcribe a lot of articles. If you read that, I think they're fine. Read past the headline, please. I think that I think they're fine. If you listen to the actual interviews of this, it's so much better. So yeah, listen yeah. to the actual conversation because that's going to tell the story, paint the picture better than words, as good as you are with words, as good as a lot of people are with words. If you listen to the actual conversation, that's the actual painting. You know what I mean? That's what, um, for the anything, it was so important to me to not dress it up. Like I literally, I talked to Sean, I was like, listen, I'm going to give you the interview verbatim. I don't want to put any window dressing on this. I want his thoughts in the moment, exactly what he's saying, his story. He's told his story. You know what I mean? Like, this is about what's going on in the moment. And the Danielson thing for me, like at my heart, I like to think I'm a teacher. And so that was more for the kids who do the interviews and then have to write them. It was like, now I want you to hear what I present, what he presents and how I respond to it. You know, because he is, listen, you will never have a profession where the most talented person in the profession is also the most open person. It does not happen. Um, that's why we all sat down in the middle of a pandemic and watched Michael Jordan look at an iPad for 20 episodes because you don't get that from the most talented person to exist in the space. And Danielson is that and was just the most open. Danielson has a lisp. And I didn't know Danielson had a lisp. He didn't care. He was being himself on the phone, letting that thing hang up, if I'm allowed to say that. And it, it was great. It was fantastic. Um, but yeah, like, like you said, I wish that. And the other thing is, the reason I got to release the Danielson interview is because Danielson has his own management outside of AEW and his management is also super light skinned like me. So we connect on that. Um, hey, small world. If you watch the BS high documentary about Bishop Sycamore, one of the producers is Brian Danielson and Soraya's manager. Um, just, you know, cause that's how the world works. 
But I um, yeah, this week. It, it's yeah, it, it was great. He's great. But yeah, I wish that we got to release more interviews. But a lot of that is, and you guys have done this. Hey, we got to cut out what they said at minute 20, minute 32, minute 48. Because listen, we've been talking about NXT. Um, Listen, like you said, uh, who told you that? Lola Vice. Listen, man, it really is college in that we are getting way pure emotion um, than you're going to get from an AEW or a WWE because these kids really feel like they're fighting for spots and not just fighting for spots. There's different ideologies in NXT. There are the kids who have only ever wrestled at the PC and the kids who ain't kids who've been doing it for 10 years. Sometimes there's a clash. Um, and it's not coming to blows, but there is a difference of opinion. And so, yeah, you're not always getting the raw uncut. We have to edit that. But yeah, I was, I was blessed enough to get to talk to a Brian Danielson who literally does not care what he says and nobody's going to stop him from saying. So, yeah. And that's why we do live interviews exclusively <laughs> on this program. It's <laughs> that way. If uh, anybody gets mad at us for, they can just say it afterwards. Caden, I saw your dollar 99. I know what costs a dollar ninety nine at Seven Eleven, you asshole. So please leave me alone. <laughs> I don't think he's that smart. Let's not give him that much credit. Yeah, I think he was just going for the cheapest option. Yeah, <laughs> I, re- I respect it. I respect. Shout out to Kate, man. Kate's down at University of Florida doing his thing, holding it down in the swamp, man. That's my guy. Ken, we appreciate you joining us today. Let everybody know where they can find you at. Absolutely. Um. So Twitter. Instagram, Seahawks, C-E-E-H-A-W-K. Uh, most recent work with Fightful, of course. An interview with Eddie Kingston after becoming the Ring of Honor World Champion. A really fun conversation about rivalries, about destination, about future plans, about finally getting in Claudio's ass. Um, really, really fun convo, so salute to him. Uh, most recently with The Ringer, uh, prior to All In. Talk to my man, MJF. Um, you know, it's funny. You know, I I kind of credit MJF with my first kind of leap into recognition in this space. Uh, Me and Max, you know, I've been talking since the pandemic. Uh, He was nice enough to show up to my panel at New York Comic Con and make an ass out of himself. Um, And that kind of put some eyes on me. We've been planning on doing this for a very, very long time. Um, Love his progression. Love his desire to be the greatest AEW world champion. Had a very fun conversation about um, self-doubt, about self-preservation, about the people he feels as rivals, the people who have helped him out. Um, Something that we did not include in the interview that this is probably the largest audience I'll have to kind of share this. We talked about a specific incident about comparing slavery to the Holocaust. And as somebody I consider a friend, it's something we talked about more than once, something we talked about really in depth. He really did get to explain um, where he was coming from, you know, why he said what he said, his regrets about how he presented it. And, you know, I can say this because, again, not only is that my man, that was originally intended to be part of what we wrote. It didn't necessarily fit the bill, but that kid's growing, man. He really is. And while he has not gone through things that I've experienced, people like me have experienced, he has his own things he's gone through. And so it was really important for me to get perspective on how he felt. Um, And he trusted me enough to have that conversation. 
And so um, shout out to my guy, Max, man. Uh, the kid means a lot to me. I love his progression. I love that we finally got to put the words out to the ringer.com um, talking about Maxwell Jacob Friedman's pursuit to be the greatest, greatest AEW world champion um, of all time. Again, all time is weird when you've only been around for four or five years, but not my fight. Um, and then um, you can catch me some Sundays. Some Sundays, noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central with my man, Rob Wilkins. My point is um, talking about that week or that month in wrestling and then whatever else comes to mind. So, yeah, that's a that's about everywhere I am these days. Ken, thank you again for joining us. Uh, enjoy Sunday watching the game that Taylor Swift invented football uh, amid the, all of the wrestling, everything. And next time you're on, we'll talk about basketball some more because a uh, big trade this week that yeah uh, yeah it's it's freak time apparently <laughs> what a name what it's a name they're gonna make time. so much money off of those shirts too so yes. so much really quick jeremy i think we had this conversation have you seen Giannis play in person no i've not i saw Giannis play in person and Jokic play in person the same season and while they do very different things two of the most amazing things i've ever seen in my life just it, it's it's difficult to explain even though you see it on tv but yeah let's definitely um have that conversation later for sure i saw russell westbrook play in person his mvp season and that man mm, was yeah, on a yeah. yes <laughs> he plays basketball the way russell westbrook plays basketball but his yeah. mvp season will always stand out uh above a lot for me as a thunder fan but well we can have that conversation at some point thank you Cam. appreciate it man all right man y'all take care you, you too, too man later the great Cam Hawkins. He's fantastic. Always good talking to him. It's I, I don't know if I said this the last time we were on with, with uh, Cam before. Was it Great American Bash? I think it was before the bash. Yeah. Because that was in Texas, right? Yeah. I I I love Cameron. I, I've been following Cameron's work uh, you know, since I listened to him on PW Torch Audio. And I always thought to myself, I was just like, this is a guy I want to have a conversation with. This is a guy I want to listen to his thoughts on wrestling and his his opinions on stuff. And the more I get to uh, co converse, conversate with Cam in the space professionally, the more I am happy to to call him a colleague and a friend. And uh, yeah, I, I never thought that uh, I would have the opportunity to to sit and and have these chats with him. So I'm I'm appreciative of Cam. I really am. Um, and the best part I want to, we're going to, we're going to talk about, I want to talk about his, his, his conversation with Max because that MJF and it's all going to tie in. Cause we're going to talk about the, the devil and the, the, what's going on on screen. Um, but the stuff with MJF, I've been wanting to have a conversation with MJF about his Jewish roots, because that is something as a Jewish person myself, that's something that is so near and dear to me and to watch him, almost unabashedly fly that flag in a public, very public setting in, in an industry that isn't always uh, very open-minded and supportive. I, I am so proud of that and I want to pick his brain. So knowing that Cam has those conversations with Max and knowing that, that those are ongoing conversations and it's a safe space for those two. Again, it just, it just furthers uh, my respect for cam and and really wants uh, that conversation with max to, to happen so yeah i just want to put that out there i'll say this about cam and this goes for a lot of people on twitter uh cam cam is very active on social media if people noticed and sometimes no he'll, <laughs> sometimes 
like everybody, he will say something that will be taken the wrong way or is it meant to whatever it might be. You tweet, you never know how people are going to take a tweet. Same with me. Most people understand I'm bullshitting. Other people are just like, oh, what are you doing here? People, when I did the 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 bit with Ricky yesterday, like, hey, DM me this good people are like, this is sad. I was like, do you not? Fine, whatever. Like, you don't you don't get it. That's okay. Like, people are going to take stuff the wrong way sit down, have a conversation with these people and you will learn that there is just more than just the tweets we put out uh, on this stuff. And that's what I always feel when we talk to Cam is like, I know kind of Twitter Cam and what we present on Twitter is similar to how we are in real conversations, but it's only so many characters. You're trying to pop yourself and your friends get jokes off and stuff. And like Cam said, you should have a nuanced conversation on Twitter. It's going to go how it's going to go. You have a nuanced conversation in real life. You can actually make some headway on on this stuff. So that's what I always appreciate uh, appreciate when we have when when we have Cam on is like there's there's Twitter him where it's a lot of fun and we have jokes and everything, and then comes on here and you really like dive deep into things and you learn more hopefully about him and his his mind when it comes to wrestling. So I think Cam's very smart when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, it's really upsetting how how good he is at this sometimes. <laughs> He's such a clown, and then you realize that the clown has a lot of very poignant thoughts and good words. Uh, don't, don't do that. Actually, Ryan Sullivan was saying, Jeremy, please do two thumbs up and then two thumbs down. All right. Is this like a uh, Batista? Okay. Can I not see my thumbs? Oh, <gasps> okay. I just put a, like a like on this video. Look at that. There you go. It, like, That's fades nice me. like the video. Okay. And then there you got go. your thumbs down. All right. Thumbs up like Batista. Thumbs down. <laughs> this isn't working now. I think no. you got to space them out between your head. Uh, well, I mean, uh, maybe not. The thumbs up worked. Yeah, the there thumbs up works. Maybe if I the thumbs up worked, it. I don't know what thumbs down. I mean, maybe we'll never know. Oh, oh, there it oh is. no! Oh, that's awesome. I'm Hangman Page. It's raining on me. What happens if you do the 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 heart thing? Do this. Okay. Try doing the, the make. I don't heart. know if that'll do anything. Oh, <gasps> ah, there it is. <laughs> uh, I guess that one. <laughs> it did rain. It, we got it. We got it, Ryan. Again, we're in Seattle this weekend for AW. AW Wrestle Dream. It's not working fully <laughs> well. Peter Parker finding his. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a max setting. So uh, rain, bitch. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> That's, that's that's funny. And I love them. This normal thumbs here. The the two and the eight though. That's the one that I'm like most curious about. I yeah, wonder if why is that stuff. like balloons? Yeah, there's got to be a reason for it. I'm sure it's in the, the Mac OS settings. But, bang uh, bang gang baby. Yeah, I don't think that would bring up anything because I I need like I needed to do like I need like custom ones. Could you imagine if I could do like custom shit on here? Oh, I'd go crazy crazy with that so some custom ones i'd like flip off the camera and then it, like it, it's a photo it's the cody rhodes john moxley photo that pops up or something that's a, it's such an iconic photo not really but i think it's fantastic uh i'd go crazy with some of this stuff if there was a way to program a macro where if you do this it does like the zoom in like the cody rhodes style oh. Shit. up your ear and all of a sudden the, the camera just zooms in on you <laughs> this is all i'm gonna spend the rest of my day on is to see if i can do like custom like 
animations like this and see what the hell happens. Oh, that's fine. Listen, there's no wrestling going on this weekend, so you got plenty of time. Oh, they don't allow custom ones? Oh, that's lame. Boo. Ruined everything. Our days are ruined. I won't talk anymore. Anyway, it was a nice show we had. Jeremy Plugger stuff. Let's go home. Uh, Let's let's talk. uh, let's, Let's talk some some more mjf or maybe not maybe not we had dynamite go off the air with jay white getting beat down we can talk about the segment that uh, preceded it or that led to it but uh there's a new devil in town or at least someone parading around as the devil and people are people are getting their ideas out there their concepts they're they're they're, they're pitching everything to tony they're tagging tony and being like is it this guy is it that guy could it be this is it this because you knew you bought new japan what's going on uh, is Hiroshi Tanahashi under the mask, Jeremy Lambert? No, no, that, that was a thin person under the mask. Hiroshi Tanahashi, you'd see those abs, baby. You would see those abs in that chest. Like you can't, those things can't be hidden. All black ain't hiding those, man. It was the posture. He, if if he had the posture, it would be him. Then the flow, the hair would be coming out. All right, but I've seen M, uh, M, M, MDB bring this up. It's got to be a bit at this point with MJF because it is very noticeable. His hands, I tweeted about like his hands tanned like months ago, months ago, because it was always a different color than the rest of him. I feel like it's a bit at this point and I respect it if it is. Yeah, no, I, 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 I've seen other people comment on it as well, including uh, one Allison catch. She has made reference to the to the uh, the levels of tan involved in MJF's story, but yeah. So this all so this all starts at Grand Slam. There was the uh, the incident during the main event where Adam Cole comes down the ramp, jumps, and uh, his ankle looks all out of sorts. He's kind of gingerly running on it and trying to be a part of it. And then we're wondering what the hell's going to happen because there is a tag team match at Wrestle Dream for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. It's going to be, it was supposed to be better than you, baby, against the kingdom. Instead, they come out, does better than you, baby, on dynamite. And Adam Cole's like, yeah, busted up my ankle real bad. Uh, Got to get surgery. Say, see you later. Toodles. Love you. Bye. And then, of course, we have the kingdom come out and they, they're like, Adam, you got to cut. This, this was weird, by the way. Just the whole idea that Adam Cole, like, went off into that sweet hospital good night with the kingdom and left MJF on his own. That was weird to me. And then we have Jay White come out solo, leaves the bang, bang gang at home, tells them don't, 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 we're going to do this one-on-one. They do a little promo off. It's a 20 minute segment. And then at the end of the night, we see the people beat down all in black retributions back, baby. They take out Jay White, the heel, by the way, which was, it's a whole other story, a whole other can of worms. And then we see the devil's back. And we don't know who the devil is, and speculation has run rampant. Jeremy, where was Alex Coughlin? <laughs> where were the Bullet Club War Dogs? Where's David Finley? I assume they're in Japan. I don't I don't know if they've been booked recently, actually. Um look, it's a good it's a good who done it. It's a good mystery. And I think like I've seen I've seen a lot of the the stuff, the theories, I've seen a lot of the, the storytelling that they're doing with MJF and Adam Cole. It's a really good story. And I don't know how they're going to tie it all together. I said this before, all in. is like, they got options here. And whatever option they're going to go with is probably going to be a good option because both of these guys are good and they're telling a good story. But it's where you go after you choose your own adventure here 
that is going to not define the story, but kind of set up the future of AEW. And now we're still looking at that because they're, uh, the option they chose was, hey, let's continue and let's continue to let this play out. I've seen people say it, it might be a work type thing. Um, now, I, Sean reported that look, if it's a work, they're doing a hell of a job working everybody here. Cole's on crutches. You know, Britt posted the, the photos, but only one of the photos had Adam's face in it. So, and that was just him getting wrapped up. You could just wrap him up to, to wrap him up type of thing. Then to cancel the match with uh, Chris Danker, Chris Danger from, from DPW. I would imagine, you know, if they're in on it, DPW would probably have liked to follow through on that. I don't think that, you know, they they set up uh, the ROH tag team title match for Wrestle Dream, and you would think that like oh well you're advertised Adam Cole's advertised you want to see Adam Cole oh Adam Cole's not being pulled I don't think like too many fans are going to be upset that it's like oh wait you told us Adam Cole was going to be wrestling and now Adam Cole is not wrestling like how dare you I want a refund like that match was kind of throwawayish on the card in terms of like what you want to see. Is it cool to see Adam Cole and Jeff wrestle? Sure. But it's like, I don't think too many people are buying tickets to see the righteous against MJF and Adam Cole. So I can understand, but Tony doesn't typically like to do that, right? He, if he advertises something, there's typically a follow through on that. That's why I'm leaning more towards a, he's hurt, but I think they can get something, something good out of this and this whole thing with the devil might be something good the the biggest theory is yeah adam cole is the devil because there were four guys attacking and then the devil comes into screen so people are surmising strong o'reilly who may or may not be healthy i don't think he is um and then the kingdom and let's be very clear about this as well the people attacking does not have to be the reveal people you will have your people who are very online who are like this is not that body this is not this person this is not that person but if you're thinking you're stretching this out for a couple of months it doesn't have to align in that same way it's just the the visual of who is there during this not the visual of the actual body of the people yeah i saw a few people online trying to superimpose adam cole over the the body of whoever was playing the devil and that was a fun one uh hello eggman well sean what's up didn't even have time to take it out of my meal prep container but oh no here i am just thinking you're lazy and just putting things in containers so you don't have to wash them so well you're a busy man i'm a busy man i've got oatmeal too oh that's fair uh jeremy should we show sean your new party trick Okay, which one? Which one? Whichever ones. Don't want the ping pong balls. Oh, uh, so so listen. You think you can fool me? You think you can do well? You're making all this money. You bought yourself a new iPhone. I know the gimmick. No, uh, I don't have a new iPhone. I've had this one for wait, like wait, five wait. years now. This isn't from an iPhone. Wait a second. No. Destiny FOMO lied to me. No, this isn't from an iPhone she at all. Little little balloons and hearts and gimmicks on on her FaceTime. Yeah. It, wow, <laughs> wow. So this is the first twenty minutes of our show this morning. <laughs> so what what is it? An app or something? No, 
Look, look, Sean. Look, Sean. Look, Sean. Oh, oh, you nice. missed it. <laughs> I'll do it again. I see it. There it is. Look at that. Uh, are you now a Chiefs fan? Uh, yes, the inventor of football, Taylor Swift. I am. Love the Chiefs. Always, always been a big Chiefs supporter since Sunday when football was invented by Taylor Swift. Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, always loved him. Yeah. I thank her for that. Yeah. She put football on Thursday night because we had nothing else to do. I gotta uh, say this: um, absolute appointment viewing is watching Swifties roast Zach Wilson this week. <laughs> I will be seated for that, as they say. <laughs> I will be ready. I will be prepared. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be good. Has also, had another good football tweet, Jeremy. I said if the Bears and uh, the Broncos played on Monday, that WWE Raw would hit 300 million viewers. Now, nah, people are going to tune into that Bears and Broncos are. game just for the disaster of it. People love a good train wreck. Race to the bottom. Yeah. There's two 0 oh, 3 games this week. My team's involved in one of them. So, Get hoping ready, for everybody. a tie. <laughs> Be great. Be great, honestly. Sean, who was under the mask? Um, it was me. Okay. And then I took it off and everybody cheered after I hit the <laughs> Now this person didn't do an impaler DDT. So I don't think it was you. Oh, they certainly ain't going to do one as good as me. Fair. That All much right. I'll say. <laughs> what if it was Gangrel under the mask? Gangrel could. Gangrel Hell like mine. I know. That's why we got to get him under the mask. Just to prove you wrong in this case. That's why when people are like, man, shitty DDT, I'm like, listen, you can say the crowd didn't make noise. You can't say the DDT. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can't go that route. It doesn't work. Gangrel already told me it was good. <laughs> I had Brandon's someone say, I would more listen to Jake the Snake Roberts than Gangrel. And I was like, well, I'm sorry. He actually wasn't there at Black Label Pro. And also, he's never done an elevated DDT in his life. Do we have an edge update, Sean? Uh, not for free there you go all right right. right now right now you can get a year of fightful select for 51 dollars a year that is uh almost two months off it wouldn't let us round up that percentage to make it two months off but hey uh, that deal will be active through monday but you can do annual subscriptions of fightfulselect.com now we uh, highly encourage you to do so. It would mean an awful lot to us. How is this deal in comparison to Absolute Scoops? Mm. Well, I mean, he works there, so. <laughs> but then again, there have been a lot of times that I've told people in the company what they're doing in creative, so. <laughs> or at least what I heard was planned for them, so. I don't There's... know if that's the name he's going with, but I feel like I just hit on something. <laughs> with that for him one time a women's wwe wrestler uh messaged me and it said dude am i listed as a face or a heel (laughs) (laughs) i still know the answer to that question based on their subsequent creative so now i want to know who it is i want to know who it is i'll tell you in the chat i I was gonna say i have a theory as to who it is yeah yeah there you go. Oh, okay. It's not. Who I, expected. That's <laughs> I think I actually knew this story. I think I actually mm-hmm. knew this one. 
I forget all this stuff. I forget all this stuff that you tell you can't me. Can't jump ship, Jeremy. You know too many secrets. That's true. That's true. I didn't. I didn't. I told Joel this off air. I don't want to. I don't think I'm going to get a call back. Honestly, I think you will. Yeah, I think you will. <laughs> Sorry I, to put I, your shit out there, but <laughs> no. I mean, look, I, I think anybody who knows knows that I'm not going anywhere. So, like. Whatever. If if people want to court me on this stuff, it's not MLW. Uh, if people want to court <laughs> me on this, then go for it. But like, you're gonna have to make a really good offer. You're gonna make a really good. Well, that's, offer. that's what I would say. It'd have to be something to justify them inevitably laying everybody off in three months, like they have. Yeah. Been. Yeah. Exactly. A peculiar business plan. It is it peculiar. Is. Very much. They moved a bunch of people over to other websites. Hmm. No. yeah well we, we'll see i i've not heard back though i was like yeah sure i'll hear what you have to say and then i've not heard back so we'll see ain't nobody calling me well there's a reason for that joel yeah is y'all holding me back <laughs> no <laughs> wow no one ever holds you back joel all we do is give opportunities around here True. You make the most all, of them. all i'm saying is sean has to make his way up to toronto if he wants a shot at this uh, Fightful Championship of mine, okay? Listen, Jimmy has already exposed the booking secret behind this. He doesn't want me to win the championship. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I'm going to need the people to hijack in the weeds. I'm going to need Occupy Weeds. That's what I'm going to need. And I need you all to do this. All that stuff. Mark Henry's going to pat me on the back during a promo. Raise your hand. Raise yeah. my hand. Be like, here you go. Stop cheering for him. Listen, all I'm saying is I will be your fightful champion for 1,000 days on Tuesday, December 12th, 2023. How many That's times have you defended it? Enough times to build a fucking fabulous moolah ass run you got going on. Doesn't matter. Record books still show the reality of things. 1,000 days approaching. Damn, pardon my language, guys. Oh, I, I curse very early in this show, as I tend to do nowadays. Try not to say the F word on the Yeah, air. yeah, I try. Golden, golden dollar signs for all. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of people are occupying weed, Sean. Yeah, I, I, I need to. <laughs> need to get my order from the... Uh, Southern girl with a teacup Yorkie that delivers me weed. Okay. One time I was out at the gym and I told my wife, Hey, I'm going to go get some weed. She's like, be careful. I know she's dangerous. <laughs> Anybody with a Yorkie dog, I feel like they get, they're hiding something with, uh, what they're actually doing. That's a cover. That's a cover. <laughs> well, put Yorkies nice on day, blast. Bye, Sean. Bye. Bye coward <laughs> see a coward you're the one who won't defend the title he's the one who won't make his way up to toronto to uh to take on the defense what is he was in toronto at some point wasn't nah, he hasn't know. been in toronto in over a year uh, okay that's right he didn't go to forbidden door this year so i he guess that makes not. sense that's how kate and i wound up going Sean Ross much, didn't want to work sundays see how much good that did yeah. <laughs> well i mean listen in, in fairness it's not like aew does a press junket or any 
formal. Nah, they should. They should. And you know what? I I think you know they they did it with All In because it was a huge event and it was going on first time they were in the UK and so on and so forth. I do hope that they start making that at least for the the tentpole events that they have. I hope that they do that Forbidden Door, maybe it all outs, do it for Full Gear, do it for a Revolution. That's fine. You know, make it for the big events that they do. They did it for All In, and then they put Orange Cassidy, shout out Orange Cassidy. He was actually like giving answers. He could have very easily done gimmick Orange Cassidy, just like, yeah, sure, whatever. But like he was, he was giving some good uh, depth answers. He, he went gimmick a little bit, but that's the, 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 uh, specialness the attraction of orange cassidy when it comes to that um but like nigel just commentator fine paul white okay who else uh, a go-go who ended up being on the show but like he ain't done anything in forever and still isn't doing anything like the 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 people they gave for that junket probably not the people you know a lot of people were hoping to hear from uh, for the all-in one or for the for afterwards for later on? No, no, no. The media scrum, fine. They always let they always have people on the show. I'm talking about the all-in like press junket that they did. The one that was like tall Paul and yeah. Joel. Do you not listen to what I'm saying? No, like, I was reading something else at that moment. I'm are you sorry. not paying attention at all? No. How about you watch the product? How about you listen to what I say for once? I keep well, no, telling you. The this. problem was it was that particular junket. We sent Tempest, and I was like, I don't want to edit Tempest video because. You'll see how that looked, you know. Shout out Tempest, good questions, but like video. Sheeta Sheeta was on that as well, which is which was good. But the problem with with that was like Sheeta had literally done like a hundred interviews leading up to she did a lot of media for all in. Shout out to her for doing so much media on that. Yeah, she did a bunch of interviews. So it's like you can only ask her so much stuff that she ain't answered in the the hundred interviews she's answered before the Saturday where when the show is so yeah if they if they're gonna do these press junkets which i think they should you gotta give like talent that is relevant and featured yeah i agree and it's again the press conferences after the event they're fine and dandy but honestly i'd rather just do a press junket before the event and do just the tony sit down just tony for an hour after the press conference if you want to bring in some talent sure bring in champions or big winners but uh yeah, try to keep it like try not to keep it a two and a half hour of you know post show. Well, I mean that's the real issue. It's not that they, it's not the talent that that's there or anything. It's that they're just long. Like no, I get WWE that. does the WWE does press conferences. They bring in talent, but they everybody basically gets like three questions. There's like three or four questions per, and it's like all right, we're done. Tony's sitting there answering. 500 questions which you know good on them for sitting there and and taking all these questions and stuff talent's usually about five or so and then they get them out of there but yeah tony's gonna sit there and answer like every single question it is a it's a long event you're just mad you don't get any water i am mad i don't get any water but that's not the point i'm trying to make And, and it really was that you know it was with wwe by the way there's there is a director there is someone like running the the post-show press conference i'm not saying there isn't an AEW, but it's more like there are times to hit and you don't have vince or triple h being like no no i want to stay here until i get everyone's questions and it's admirable that tony wants to converse with everyone and answer all the questions and do the thing he does um but i would rather if that's the case he do it solo after the event 
and then talent going into the event you have them on a separate press junket kind of like again like what happened with all in uh and what wwe tends to do before these big events as well so that's uh that's that's the way i would do it i don't know if that's ever part of AEW's plans but it would be nice in the future to see it there go that way their plan should be to not have a long press conference this sunday after the event because it is my anniversary the next day and i do not want to be sleeping all day because tony khan decided to talk until 3 a.m it's also our main fightful channel day for this show the next day i'm not gonna be there no should i should i make a call already i'll be there i'll be tired we'll all survive i promise we'll do anniversary balloons for you well uh wwe redmond survivor saying the wwe ones don't reveal anything interesting though do they they do like it depends on who's asking questions and stuff but you get you get answers from from them i again i cover all of these i write articles from them as much as i don't like writing so many articles on this like i also want to write articles because i do want them to be worthwhile so when Look, that Shawn Michaels media call, I think we got like six from the Tony media call earlier this week. We got we got six or seven from as well. Like, yeah, the Heyman's three innings quote, like we I get articles out of it. I, I definitely I definitely get articles out of it. You know, other websites, I don't know how they do business, but you get some good good quotes. Like it again depends on who's asking questions, though. If you're just gonna lob up there, hey, storyline questions, then those are easily dismissive. And stuff. If you're going to ask legit questions, looking for legit answers, then you're going to get legit answers on stuff. Brandon Thurston's asking, "Hey, Paul, heard about this sale?" And look, he might give a no. That's above my pay grade type of thing, but it's still an answer. It's still an important person being asked an important question that is a worthwhile comment. So, yeah, I think I think it's about expectation setting. This isn't a room where you're going to get, you know. Uh, Sean's level of reporting or something you would see, you know, ba- like that, that kind of backstage reporting, you're not going to get that out of these press conferences. What you might get is clarification. So I can speak for myself. Um, and I've, I've talked about this before when I did the, the elimination chamber weekend, there was the story about Sami Zayn and the SmackDown promo where the crowd basically, you know, drowned him out for the entirety of it. And then he didn't cut the promo that was scripted for him. At least that's, that's what we were told. And then we ran the story on select that that that's what happened. And then when I was given the opportunity to ask Sammy a question after the event, I, I basically said, Hey, I heard on SmackDown, you had a lot more to say than what you said. What did you want to say? And he effectively confirmed, like he had a much longer promo that he was supposed to he basically confirmed our story, which is something that, for me personally, that was very justifying. It was very, um, what's the word I'm thinking? I've lost my words for now, but it was it was good to see like the story for me having a finish after starting it on Friday night. You know, seeing that there was something that was weird on Friday night at SmackDown, and then being able to ask the talent, "Hey, what was this?" You know, I didn't have to say we reported it. I just had to say, you know, I heard you had more to say. What did you want to say? And so for me, that was that was uh, that was helpful. He says Hickenbottom will spill all the tea if you ask nicely. True. His media calls are great. He he's very good with the media. He sounds so happy and joyous on these things. He's got a smile. 
I ain't seen Shawn Michaels smile this much since, I guess, the 90s. Even then, he's still a little downtrodden because he's trying to carry the company and everything. This man is in such a good mood with this. He's in that nice position of, like, people are paying attention to NXT. They're praising NXT right now, which always, I'm sure, feels good. But, like, he ain't too high where he's receiving, like, a bunch of criticism or even cares probably about the criticism. It ain't, like, panic mode if, like, ratings drop or anything like that. Of like, oh, no, we're going to lose out on this. We're going to lose out on that. He can say these things. He's just flying under the radar, being Shawn Michaels. Oh, bless that man. Oh, he's, he's, of course, Hausman has to see him punk questions. <laughs> and he, Shawn is just like, yeah, sure. I'd love to have him. I don't think he's going to be here. But like, I don't think they'll let me do this. But sure, I'll take him. Why not? So I'll let you know if I get in trouble with that answer. So this Sean is a good is point. Great. This is a good point, by the way, for Major Delaney Live. NFL and NBA have post post press conferences for a reason it's to capture the emotional answer, and and that that's kind of the challenge for for us in the room. It's to get those emotional answers. We were very lucky that Sammy Zayn in February at Elimination Chamber was openly admitting that he was very emotional, and he's like, "You're probably going to get some shit out of me," and we were like, "Oh, are we?" And, and a lot of people ask questions about that. So, uh, yeah, it, it really is about getting those raw and honest opinions after a match because you're feeling a certain way. You know, it's it's the outcome is predetermined, but the putting on the match and everything that happened in the ring, that's real to them because that was a job they did. And either they really liked the job and the, what they put on or they're upset about whatever. Just the, there's a whole mindset that we're not privy to because guess what? It's their brain, not ours. Joel, let's let's circle back to our MJF discussion. Do you have any thoughts on where this is going? You know, there's the Occam's razor that it should. Well, no, the the, the simplest uh, the simplest explanation is is often the right one. The uh, only razor I know is the bad guy, Razor Ramon. Thank you. The and that's, I may have used the wrong. Anyway, uh, this is where I'm at today on four hours of sleep. The idea that it is the kingdom and Roddy, and if not Adam Cole, Bay Bay, um, if he is going under the knife and all that's true and everything that we've reported on Bible Select is as, as, as it is, then maybe it's Britt. I don't hate the idea of Britt Baker playing the role effectively for Adam for now because I need to see more women in effective crossover stories in AEW. I need that personally and i think that would be effective because brit's been around a very long time and she is a good talker you know well, they, she's well, they, they tried that and i'm correct about occam's razor thank god um yeah it just there's that there, the, there's another school of thought that's uh if this is a wrestle dream show and you and i talked about the the new japan strong you know it did did tony maybe get strong and now it's going to integrate with ring of honor was it the bullet club war dogs going after jay white on behalf of mjf and mjf is still the devil but this time the devil is david finley and that it was bullet club war dogs that took out uh that took out jay white is that what it could be maybe i don't know if the effect would be as large uh because people don't know these guys as much it's more just the idea that it's a crossover event. Uh, and yeah, th those are my two major ones. Sometimes it's just the simplest explanation is fine. 
where Stokely Hathaway, we can go back to the firm, even though the firm's basically been broken up. Um, I'm sure Matt Hardy would love to be doing something that's not losing every match with his brother on TV these weeks, but instead he could be a, a focal point with him and his brother and maybe Zay in the, in the, in the meantime, while we're waiting for uh, um, the private party as a whole to get back together. So maybe that's it. It could, I don't think it's that, but it, we could maybe have Stokely pack as a member of the firm. What do you think? I don't know about the, the Stokely stuff yeah. um, and, and the firm type thing i guess it makes sense to kind of bring that back around but big bills with ricky now the guns are with bullet club so what do they do it they they're jumping jay white out now on the group is the new firm moriarty is with uh i guess shane taylor promote everybody's moved on from that i don't know why you would unless it is like a new type of firm but then you're not really then it's basically just stokely stokely's the tie-in there you're not actually doing anything with the firm pieces so now i don't i don't think that works unless stokely takes ricky starks big bill who was originally in the firm they start putting together something i don't know because ricky ricky's now kind of spinning his wheels he's doing the yuda thing i don't think ricky's spinning his wheels at all well i mean in terms of like this match i don't know the 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 match with with yuda is like an invitation to have a spot on the card and have a showcase win but is it going to lead to anything furthering with the Black Bull Combat Club? Is he going to go after, he can't go after Eddie, Eddie's not in Black Bull Combat Club, but like, what, wh- where does it go? How does this build for Ricky Starks? Well, one, watch the product and maybe we will nah. see. Nah. Two, I think there is a build here. And maybe I'm being optimistic. I don't know. But I think there is a build in that, yeah, Ricky lost to Dave Danielson. He wanted to show him respect. He wanted to shake his hand. Yuta even was like, I, I realize what you're trying to do. I'm sorry. And Ricky's like, get the fuck out of my face. You suck, uh, dweeb. And then they're going to have the match. I assume Ricky is going to win. You can do Ricky against Claudio. You can do Rickley, Rickley, uh, Ricky. Ricky against Moxley. And I think, you know, people in the chat are saying, I think that's where they were kind of headed with this is Ricky and Moxley. And now Moxley, of course, doesn't have the title. So it changes a little bit. But I think you can maybe even have Ricky beat Phoenix at some point and take the title. And then Moxley's coming back around to it but yeah i don't think he's spinning his wheels at all i don't want him in this group with like stokely i like ricky on his own i big bill is a heater cool that's fine uh but him like an actual part of a group i don't think he needs that that's fair and again i'm i'm going by what i'm seeing and and just to me the match with yuda is more that it's happening on a pay-per-view i also excuse me i also understand that daniels not danielson sorry mox is out that is you know there's a legitimate injury there so that changed things but i don't know it, it's just it, it's the yuda match that's just kind of like eh, we're just doing this to get you on the card get you a nice win and we move on okay or- but <laughs> this this is not spinning your wheels though and people need to understand this term because it is part of the story that is ongoing with blackpool combat club spinning your wheels is cody rhodes and dominic mysterio when we saw that three months ago How and then cody's you? And then Cody's done with Brock, and it's like, okay, well, what's next for Cody? And eh, let's just go back to, to Dominic here. There is a reason, there is a purpose for the Yuta match, and it has to tie in with what we saw on Collision. You don't have to, you don't have to like the match. You can be like, oh, this is an easy win for win for Ricky just to get him on the card. Cool, great. Wish they'd do some of this more often with stories they're telling to just get them on the card and give them wins. 
because they don't do that enough. Look what they're doing in the women's division. There's one women's match on here. Hey, maybe you do throw Tony Storm on the card here and get her get her a match against Ruby, whatever it might be. But that's spinning your wheels when you're actually not going anywhere or doing anything. There's something going on with Ricky. Or is there? Stop it. What happens if it's going to be Ricky versus Phoenix next? I mean, then Ricky wins the international championship and Moxley yeah. back. <laughs> I know what I'm doing here, Jeremy Lambert. I'm not clearly. A, I'm very smart to this business. <laughs> anyway. Oh God, uh, the, the the mask. So so who's who's under the mask, Jeremy? Who is it? Right now, again, I don't think it's going to lead to anything. I like the the Adam Cole like just theory that it is Adam Cole that and and I've seen the the theory of like wait, well, why would he attack Jay White? Well, it's actually white because Jay White is essentially next in line for the title. Jay White has made himself next in line for the AEW championship. Adam Cole wants to be the guy who beats MJF. He wants to be the guy who takes out MJF. And I've seen like the the pieces of stuff. Okay, well, you know, Cole kind of talked MJF into doing a um a handicap match this weekend to defend the titles. And I don't think, by the way, that MJF is losing these titles to the kingdom or to the righteous this weekend. Um, I think MJF finds a way to win. Maybe, maybe interference backfires. And so the MJF wins and beats the righteous. Maybe, maybe that's one possibility, but I think Adam Cole wants to be the one to take the title and MJF. We keep waiting for him to, to pull the trigger and, you know, we could have thrown him over the boat and everything, but Cole is very hip to all of this. And I think that strikes MJF a certain way of like, he sees it coming. Like he he feels I'm going to do this. I got to prove him wrong that I'm not going to do this. I got to prove that I have changed on this. And like a lot of people have said, and Adam Cole is the one that's been playing MJF with this the entire time. I think this has been a very fascinating story. If you look at all of the pieces to it, I don't think... I'm not going to say like it's too layered, too nuanced and stuff for wrestling fans. I think it gets lost in the busyness of dynamite sometimes of how good this story actually is, because there's always so much happening on dynamite. You don't always think take example, these, these segments with Adam Cole, Adam Cole's like, I got to go off. I got to get surgery. He leaves up the ramp area. Here's the, the kingdom and everything right up there with him. Hey, what's going on? Three seconds later, here comes Jay White. And Jay White and MJF have this very long, very good promo segment. And it's like, oh, I just kind of forgot about the Adam Cole stuff and all of that meant. I don't think that it's breathed enough with the Switchblade. I don't think it's breathed enough to where people realize how good this story actually is. If you're online and you're piecing all together and you see all the comments, maybe you do. But I think more of the just casual viewing audience, because they're out there, I don't think they realize maybe just how good and how layered this story actually is. I fully agree with you, by the way. And and there is a lot that, for better or worse, it does require some reflection and some research just to kind of like remind yourself of what's going on. People have pointed out, you know, Adam Cole in the sit down with MJF after the match at All In. Yeah, yeah All In. Yeah. yeah, at All In, where the, the devil mask was behind Adam Cole instead of behind MJF, where it would typically be like it was this little, again, the Easter egg stuff. And, and Revan just pointed it out in the chat. There's, there are those little things that are worth mentioning and worth bringing up and maybe they mean something, maybe they don't, but there is good storytelling going on in the story. What's 
what's frustrating, like you said, is that Dynamite and just AEW sometimes as a whole does this breakneck pace of storytelling. Good, very good example is what you mentioned. And on top of that, when the cross-pollination of stories happen, but they happen in the weirdest of ways, you had a great contract signing segment between Swerve and Hangman. And it ends with Hangman literally, not literally, but stabbing Swerve's hand with the pen. And sort of like, my hand, my hand, he's freaking out. And then they're like, we got to go to the back because it's like that nitro ending where people are in the back beating up other people. We're out of time. And it's just, I was, I, I didn't have time to think about Swerve and Hangman because now I had to think about who's the devil. And that is, it, it is a, it's a, it's a good problem to have and it's a bad problem to have simultaneously because it gets your audience thinking and it gets them excited. But unfortunately, some audience is going to spend more time on the recency bias, which is who is the devil, than they are on the other storyline that had a very, very um, fun beat, which is that contract signing. And now it's up to, again, the viewer, the whoever to go back and like, refocus their brain and, and do some of the research to figure out where um where each story is because hangman and swerve is not at all tied in to mjf and adam cole and the kingdom and and now jay white and everything so things like that kind of get frustrating and when they get lost in the shuffle it makes um it makes aew a little less fun to talk about because you do drop things and of course now everyone's talking about you know what's going on with edge is edge going to show up in aew <laughs> Is that yeah. part of the Christian storyline? Yeah, I mean that—that that is certainly a thing. AEW is just very busy, and yeah. sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's a bad thing because you are right. Like Hangman and Swerve, that was a great contract signing. Uh, I thought Swerve was fantastic on the mic. I thought Hangman was was very good. I thought Swerve kind of won that round. Um, but I thought it was a very good contract signing. We got the fire out of Hangman. We got the nice little pull apart and the, the hand setting. But yeah, then it's a, it was like a post-credit scene of like, hey, here is um, here is the, the beatdown of Jay White. But the, the overall point of it is that was the last shot. You kind of forget about Hangman and Swerve. Now everybody's just talking about this. You forget about this other thing that that you probably should be talking about that was the closing segment. Edge is 100%, you know, on, on fans. I saw somebody in the chat say that. Like, ain't teased Edge at all. We're just kind of building this up. Some oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't care about Edge. Um, some people are building this up. But, yeah, like, that's just a, a fan thing that, that they're going to continue to tease. It's like they're going to continue to hope, oh, is Mercedes going to show up this weekend? Um, which, at least that's that down a little bit. No, I do wanna... now it's Mariah May. <laughs> What's that? Because now it's Mariah May. Yeah, who was who just finished up potentially with stardom? I do want to bring up this from from Bryce Oliver who says I think it really depends on collision. They have to follow it up in an interesting way. I 100 agree with you because in a lot of times, and we know why, uh, collision dynamite existed in their own world. There's been a better job of blending the two worlds since uh, CM Punk has been gone. But this is certainly an example, and I'm going to point an example where I think they missed this past week. This is an example where, like, you close Dynamite with this. Jay White has been a collision guy. Bullet Club Gold has been a collision act. If they do not appear on collision in some way and address this, and I'm okay. By the way, I'm okay if this isn't the overarching theme of collision. Because I do think, and this is another too much, too, too much happening on the show, the Jay White and the MJF segment kind of stole the show 
on t- on Wednesday, right? What are they do? Are they wrestling this Sunday? No, they are not. This was not a go home promo for their big match on Sunday. You're trying to sell pay per views. This is the big that this felt like the biggest thing on the show. The Jay White attack is what closed the show. Jay White ain't even on this pay per view on Sunday. So if they just get, they got to mention it on Collision though. They got to say something about it. Whether it's the Guns addressing it, Juice addressing it, Jay addressing it. If they got MJF there to address it. Great. I don't need it to be this big segment. I'm fine if you want to save that for Dynamite because you do have a pay-per-view to sell on Sunday, but you do have to mention it on Collision. And this is where I think they missed on Dynamite is the Zack Sabre Jr. stuff. People don't know who he is. And I'm not saying that to, to be like, well, of course they do. I got people, and I've said this before. I have friends who just watch AEW. They just, uh, wrestling. But they they just why they don't they're not online they're not they should read Fightful but like they're not online they just watch television it's like hey excited for Brian Danielson against Zack Saber Jr. They're like it's a Danielson match I really like him what about never heard of him never seen him they have not presented him in any type of way I understand Danielson's out there best technical wrestler but then Danielson's doing a feud with Ricky Starks. Collision, or not Collision, Dynamite, your most watched show, nothing with Zack Sabre Jr. We got to get video packagers or something to just tell me who this guy is, what this guy is all about. And I think that was a miss on Wednesday. And now he's going to be on commentary for Saturday, which great. He'll call people dickheads and slags and and all this stuff and bollocks and all this great, great British humor uh, that makes him sound like an asshole. But is that going to be enough? With, with all of this, is that going to be enough to sell this match that, yes, the hardcore fans are excited for, but if you were just a week-to-week AEW viewer, and they exist, everybody, I promise you they exist, are you tuning in and are you excited for this match? I thought they could have done a better job of that on Dynamite. So first of all, I think people are going to be like, oh, Zack Sabre Jr., who's this guy? And then they'll be showing a photo of him and they'll be like, why is he holding a 20 times retirement watch grandpa looking belt on his shoulder (laughs) that old ass belt uh no but but i i I largely listen i largely agree with you um we also know that aw tends to be booked for the 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 terminally online which is people take that in a bad way but in this case it's a lot of online people okay there's a lot of online people and as a result People are going to be excited. They're going to be very excited for Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, is this the main event? That's one question I have. Yes. It yes. is the main event because it's Danielson yeah. and it's Seattle. And Danielson. Danielson's basically said it's the main event and he's basically said, I don't want it to be the main event. I want to go to bed. Bless it's, that, man. He should go on first. This And then, then again, this is another thing is that it was the first match announced. So it would make sense that it would be the main event right because they didn't seattle they don't have a world title match or anything on the show what's main eventing over swerve and hangman's about the only other option or the two out of three falls with with uh darby because darby seattle they've done yeah title wins for darby in seattle like he even pointed it out like that because it's such a big match and it's the next it's not the next biggest title but it's it's a big title um yeah there's there's no there's nothing else unless mjf suddenly if if mjf and the kings in the kingdom main event this card then they are doing something big with whatever happened uh to the you know the the end of dynamite and i do hope that they address that on collision 
I do hope that they at least have like Jay's not here because this happened and we're going to find those people and beat them up. Whatever it is, just something, some sort of promo, get it out of the way. And I will say this, this is, um, I'm, I'm not here to rip on Excalibur uh, about like the, the going over 20 billion things in, in the last segment of a dynamite and putting over all the matches. I listened to a lot of audio. Did I say the, uh, the righteous? Yeah. The ring of honor tag titles. Um, who did I say? The kingdom doesn't matter. Yeah, was talking was talking doesn't matter uh you had the the build for what's going on on collision what's going on on rampage what's going on it's basically everything coming up over the next few days i listened to a lot of like post um post show talk from different outlets and you know one is one happens to be Colin show and someone was like i was planning to go to collision it's in seattle i don't know what's on the card i watched dynamite tonight and like there's no Danielson. And I wanted to be like, yes, there is. There's an eight man. And they announced CSJ's like, and nobody, but, but that's the thing. Everyone who was on this post show said nothing about it. Like they didn't realize that this eight man tag was happening. And that's kind of a, a detriment to having so much to go on and talk about in the show. You get excited, but like it's very quick and then it's gone. So uh, it, it's just a little snippet of like, the 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 sometimes too much is happening in a dynamite and people make fun of the whole like you you know you're gonna need oxygen after all those plugs and you know is like no i'm good it's 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 cute but like it does kind of mess with your promote your promoting of the upcoming shows uh so yeah that, that's kind of my take on that uh we got some some super chats which we'll, we'll get to here in a second i do want to before we get into the super chats so do you think it would have helped fado we played the zach promos on new japan on dynamite oh yeah when he's called him dragon bullocks get this man in an orb where he injures himself exact's great i think he's gonna be very good on commentary yeah. by the way and hopefully he'll he'll sell some pay-per-views and stuff um but they should have played some matches and they should have had danielson just talk about how good he is play like over clips of zach just stretching people people mentioning uh kenny and vikingo no one knew who vikingo was and then he popped the rating that's free tv that's free tv you're asking people to pay fifty dollars to main event a guy who the only time you've seen him on AEW TV, he's lost. Because I think the only time is Forbidden Door, right? Did he wrestle this year at Forbidden Door? My memory sucks. I was there. <laughs> I think I remember him showing up somewhere because Kate was all about the, the music being different. Okay. We got um, Yeah, I think he did. Didn't he do Ring of Honor? Oh, yeah. He was in that four way. He was in that four way uh with um oh Mark Cassidy Garcia Shibata yeah well he lost that match too so anytime you've basically seen him on a big AW pay-per-view he's lost he, he has won I he won on Rampage uh and he won on a Dynamite tag team match so he's at least won he beat Action and Dreddy that's a huge win uh but big pay-per-view matches he's he's lost um otherwise you you, you haven't seen him on AEW TV certainly hasn't been a consistent presence on the show so I do think you need to highlight him and explain why this is actually a big match, not only for the company, but for Danielson as well. It, when you're asking people to pay $50, sure. If you are if you want to put this match on free TV, go crazy. Do your dream matches on free TV. It's a different ball game when you're saying, hey, spend money on this match. All right, do Super Chats, Joel. Yeah, let's get to these Super Chats. Uh, I almost clicked end screen by, end stream by accident. Uh, Chai Towns first says, See, I love it. Total craziness and so many things happening. It's why I prefer AEW to the commercial promo entrance, commercial WWE style layout. And I get that. It, it, 
WWE's presentation sometimes is a a little too polished and b a little too like just robotic in the way that they present it. Whereas AEW, there 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 is a there's a medium somewhere, and the medium is Impact Wrestling. I'm just saying. <laughs> No, but I understand it. Again, it's it's to your taste. There is a there is a certain presentation to AEW that people really like, especially Dynamite, but also Collision's presented differently than Dynamite. So as a result, some people have you know floated over to the Collision side and are just like, I will watch Dynamite later, or I'll watch the the clips online or something. Uh, so I, I kind of get it. And then Alan Mark sends a super chat saying, "Rex Spec, it's Kyle O'Reilly under the mask." with the kingdom to create the undisputed kingdom with Kyle Roddy, Taven Bennett, and Adam Cole, baby. Hey, I could see it happening. I don't know if I want to call him the undisputed kingdom. I think we can get away from the undisputed, can't we? No, I like that. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I like it. What What was disputed in the kingdom? The oh, Wouldn't the ruler of the kingdom be disputed? Well, now it's not. Well, maybe. I think the ruler in the kingdom is disputed right now. Is it Taven? Is it Bennett? Is it Roddy? Is it Maria? Maria. It's always Maria. Yeah, true. She true. she rules, by the yeah, way. She put together her own army. Bro, Bobby Fish should come in there and kick all their asses, honestly. MJF should bring in Bobby Fish to should. counter all the people. He should. Big Bobby, Dick, Bobby Fish. Fish. Let's go. Bobby Fish becoming the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champion with the interim World Tag Team Champion with MJF. That's what we should do. I'm for it. If, if, if the Kingdom lose to MJF, and it's a singles, you know, like MJF solo. A, how does it happen? And B, does that just kind of define down the kingdom? Who you just spent a few weeks trying to build up? They're not. He's not wrestling the kingdom, so who cares? I keep saying the kingdom. I'm sorry. I, the righteous. I, sorry, we're we're in this like kingdom. We know where this is going, Jeremy. Yeah, but we don't know if MJF is wrestling them solo. He is. It's supposed to be MJF versus the righteous. I mean, when he faces the kingdom. Oh, yeah, no, the kingdom's separate. We're talking about the righteous. I told you, I think you can have uh, the kingdom interfere and it backfire, but does it really backfire in this match and MJF wins? I don't know. I just, there's also like, could MJF just beat them with a double kangaroo kick and then they just make a big joke out of the righteous? I mean, yeah, MJF, the ninja crew could help MJF. Exactly. Like there are ways to kind of do this here i think there i think there are ways to do it because i don't think mjf's losing the the title if you have a longer term storytelling here with these titles and with potentially getting them on the kingdom you're not just gonna abandon that for the the righteous unless adam cole legitimately is gonna miss like six months and then we gotta uh we we gotta we gotta change course here how long do you think he's out it didn't look good i will say that like it, if you're telling me three broken bones and ligament damage, like that doesn't seem great. Yeah, but also we can take the John Cena approach where WWE was like, he's out for nine months and he was back in three. John Cena is a different human, man. No, 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 no. WWE, they they knew that his his return time was actually going to be three months. Well, they, they didn't give a return time for Adam Cole. No, they didn't. You're right. But that comes after the surgery. Yeah, so once there, then we'll figure it out from there. And again, it's very possible that they are overplaying the hand, or, or not, they're underplaying the hand, and that he's not, that, that they're saying he's more injured than he is. I'm not saying that he's not injured, but, you know, that the injury occurred and it's not as bad as they're saying it is. 
But yeah, Jeff, Jeff Fellow Driver says it's possible he's legit injured, and then yeah, it's but it's exaggerated. Yeah. yeah, we don't we don't know yet. We don't know. I mean, I I trust that Sean when he is he is saying that you know he feels confident enough to report not a work type of thing. So I don't think it is a work. But how bad is it? We won't know until after surgery. Could he still be on television with the ankle injury? And, you know, Bret Hart, he did it. He's out there in the wheelchair every single week. So you can still make him a, a focal point of television and pull this off. But, of course, if we're going to lead to an MJF-Adam Cole match, Adam Cole's got to be cleared for that. Adam Cole and Roderick Strong in tandem wheelchairs. All we need, we need the 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 Days of Thunder wheelchair race in the hospital, baby. Or uh, Nick Diaz. Who the fuck did Nick Diaz fight? He fought somebody, and then they both went to the hospital, and then they got into a fight at the hospital. Oh, they Whoa. did that with Adam Cole and uh, and Kyle O'Reilly too. <laughs> well, it's it's in off NXT. of a Nick Diaz bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they did that. They did that whole thing in the in NXT as well. <laughs> Joe Riggs. Joe Riggs was the guy who. Uh, Nick Diaz fought and then they both went to the hospital and they got into another fight at the hospital. Oh, they would app Tony Khan is waiting to do this angle to do the WCW. Kevin Nash has his knee, co- his leg covered. And then he picks up the big, you know, the big Mexican blanket and he's totally fine. And it's fake. And that that's happening. That is absolutely on the docket. <laughs> Certainly could. Certainly let's, could. Let's get on out of here. It's time to go home, Jeremy. Wait a second. It did arrive. I'm not going to give my shoot address, but it's here. I'm going to open this thing on the air. This is from Caden. I don't know if it's a birthday gift from last year. I don't know if it's a wedding gift from last year. I don't know if it's a birthday gift from this year. I have no idea what this is for because it's taken him at least a year to send it at this point. I hope a a balloon does pop out. That would be hilarious, honestly. So we're going to... We're going to open this thing and we'll, we'll see if Caden disappoints me like he typically does. Wow. Shots fired. Rightfully so. Justified shots fired. Oh, it's a mug. I can always use coffee mugs because I drink a lot of coffee, as people know. I assume it's a Taylor Swift and or Disney mug. It is not from what I can tell. It's very well. It's, there's a lot of bubble wrap in here. Kids will love that. It's got a lot of tape on it. Hold on. Work with me, everybody. I got scissors. It's gonna say, "Get the knife." Oh, I get, I get scissors. We don't have knives in this house. Seems bad. How do you, how do you handle steaks? Scissors. <laughs> we scissor. <laughs> we scissor everything in this house. Yeah, they're just cutting steak with scissors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what else? Bubble wrap. All right, here we go. Oh boy, look at all that bubble wrap. By the way, sounded like it's broken. Look at this. Look at this nice little. SpongeBob mug I got. It's got my name on it too. Look at that, everybody. Oh, very sweet. You can find. Oh, it. that's actually a keychain. Oh, this keychain, SpongeBob keychain with my name on it. There we go. You know what, Caden? This was actually very good. I give you credit for for this. Thank you, Caden. I appreciate. It. I still don't know if it was a uh, birthday gift or a wedding gift or what it was, but that was a very good gift, Caden. I can always use more, more coffee mugs with all the coffee that I drank. So thank you, thank you. Uh, Fifty dollars to sing the the, the the Canadian the English version, and one hundred dollars to sing the German version. 
I can't pull off the German version. Are you kidding me? That's why we're asking $100. Yeah, uh, Gotta make that money somehow, Jeremy. Joel's not important enough to get a gift. Let's be honest. I get it. Wait a minute. <laughs> that was mean. All right. What are, what are we doing? Are we plugging stuff? Okay. Yeah, you gotta plug your thing. All right. Um, it's going to be a busy weekend. Everyone send me coffee uh, for my weekend. And uh, let's see. Yeah. Not important enough. Who cares? Uh, so everyone send me coffee, please, for my weekend. I don't want the Gary card. I don't want it, Louie. I got to earn it. I have to earn it. No one send me a Gary card. I will send it back or I'll sell it myself. I don't, I'm not keeping it though. No one do that. Important weekend, busy weekend. I'm going to be working a lot, but the most important thing I'm doing this weekend is I'm going to take my, my lovely, beautiful wife to see Bret Hart. And that is all I care about this weekend. The rest of this weekend, I don't care. I can kick rocks. Um, I did an interview with Ilya Dragunov. That's up now. Go watch that if you would like to. That's on youtube.com slash Fightful. Everyone can go listen to me talk to Ilya Dragunov. He was very, very good guy to, to talk to. He's done a lot of media. Hopefully I gave you guys something new from the other 300 interviews that he has done over the past week promoting NXT No Mercy. Uh, hopefully everyone enjoys the conversation I had with Ilya Dragunov. Go watch that, youtube.com slash Fightful. Don't follow me on Twitter. Follow at Fight Talk underscore. We will be on main channel Monday. I will have very little sleep. It will be my anniversary, and I'm sure I'll be in a great mood for one of those reasons. Everyone come watch us then and there and all that stuff. Can you hold up two fingers? Joel, I was going to like do it as I was going to do it. Like don't when you were doing your ending. Okay. Okay. Do the heart then. I'm not doing any of it now. Joel ruined it. Everybody. He ruined it. Cause I was going to do it as like, haha, we discovered this. Here's the very fun thing. But then Joel's asking for it and he just ruins the surprise. So I'm not doing it. Everybody. Blame Joel. Wouldn't be the first time I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Uh, no Joel and Kate at eight this week because Kate is having fun in Seattle, living her wrestlingist dreams. And we'll be back on Monday on the main, just like Jeremy said. So how about go enjoy your wrestling this weekend? Ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we will see you on Monday. Cheers. <laughs>